Hello, welcome back to the Shaping Little Minds podcast. November has been a whirlwind. I can't believe it's already the end of November. I got into a really bad mindset that ended up pushing me further away from my why and had me questioning everything. And I mean everything. Not only that, my asthma started up due to the craziness in the weather here on the East Coast, so I lost my voice and it's been pretty impossible to record podcast episodes. A few weeks ago, I posted a poll on Instagram asking my audience or my listeners what you would like to hear on the podcast. The number one vote was classroom management. So today, I am going to walk you through a four-step process to creating a classroom management plan for your classroom. Are you ready? Grab a pen and paper and let's dive in. Hey there, Adva here. I am so excited to welcome you to the Shaping Little Minds podcast where we help support and mentor early childhood teachers inside the classroom. This is a place where we dive into classroom management, growth mindset, professional learning, and so much more. I'm an early childhood teacher who saw a huge gap in how early childhood educators were supported inside of the classroom. I created this platform in order to help teachers feel more confident, supported, and develop a sense of trust in their teaching. Let's make teaching exciting again. Before we dive into the first step to creating a classroom management plan, I want to encourage you to be reflective as you're putting this classroom management plan into place. If you've been listening to the podcast and or following me on social media, you know how much I value reflection. A reflective practice can help you to achieve the goals you want to achieve. I wholeheartedly believe that reflection should always be a part of your practice no matter what you're trying to achieve. All reflective questions for this episode are linked in the show notes below, and if you want to learn more about reflection and putting reflective practice into play, I've put the link to my guide about reflection below as well. So here are two questions I would love for you to reflect on before diving into this episode. Number one, what does classroom management look like inside of your classroom? And number two, Why is this an important subject for you to dive into? I want you to write these questions down, pause this episode, reflect on them, and then come back to me. This can take 30 seconds or it can take five minutes, but I think you'll get the most out of this episode if you reflect before diving in. Step number one is asking for help. I'm sure you've heard me talk about this a lot. Asking for help is literally nothing to be ashamed of. It doesn't say anything about who you are as a teacher, and I understand how hard it is to have to ask for help, especially when you're in a new environment. But let's talk about what happens when you don't ask for help. So when you don't ask for help, work starts to pile up and becomes overwhelming. Your question, you question your abilities because the last few lessons didn't go as you had planned. Your classroom is chaotic and it You just sit there watching it unfold and unsure of what to do next. Asking for help can change so much. Asking for help gives you a supportive community. It can boost your confidence as a classroom teacher. It means investing in yourself, whether through professional development, one-on-one mentorship, or just finding a colleague to help you through the hard times. Doing this alone should never be an option. 
Asking for help is the first step to an amazing classroom management strategy. So before we dive into step number two, I want to give you a few minutes to reflect on these questions. Now, I'm going to remind you these questions are all in a document in the show notes below. So you don't have to pause and write it down. You can take that document, print it out, and write. So number one, list three people you can go to in order to get the support you need. Number two, why do you think you struggle to ask for help? Number three, what three questions can you ask that will help you to manage classroom behaviors? And number four, what are the next steps you would like to take to create a classroom environment that is less chaotic and more structured? Pause this episode, get your pen and paper ready, and dive in. When you finish reflecting, you can come back and continue to step number two. Okay, step number two, being proactive instead of reactive. Behavior management is something that all teachers are struggling with right now, at this very moment. The pandemic turned our world upside down. Not only did it turn our world upside down as teachers, it also turned our students' world upside down. Our students were barely old enough to walk when the world shut down if you're in early childhood and you're listening to this. There was no social interaction, there was no real structure, and learning was done online if it was done at all. So I have a quick exercise that is linked in the show notes below if you'd like to do it and then come back. Or you can do it as I speak. In your notebook, you're going to create three columns. At the top of the first column, you're going to write the following. What behaviors am I seeing in my classroom on a consistent basis? In the second column, you're going to write, how will I respond to these said behaviors? And in the third column, ask yourself, how will I keep myself accountable? This is the first step to being proactive rather than reactive in the classroom. Again, if you want the template, you can grab it with the link in the show notes below. It is a part of the reflective sheet that I included as part of this podcast as well. So step number three is mastering routines and transitions. Part of classroom management is being able to master routines and transitions inside the classroom. Routines are super critical to create a learning environment for both the teachers and the students. Part of creating those routines is also mastering transitions. So I have a question for you. What routines do you have in place inside your classroom? Routines can look like a daily schedule, classroom rules, and a daily schedule doesn't have to look exactly the same every day as long as your students know what to expect in that schedule. If you're working on classroom rules, how are you phrasing it? Is it in a way that is positive and reinforces the positive behavior rather than the negative? What are your classroom rules? Are you missing something? So ask yourself these questions as you formulate whether or not your classroom rules are enough to be able to master the routines that you have set in place in your classroom. And one last question. How do you feel transitions are going inside of your classroom? If your answer is, they're okay, but could use some work, or the transitions are a bit of a mess, then you've come to the right place. There are two ways you can transition in an early childhood classroom. 
Number one, cues. And number two is setting expectations. Although this is much easier said than done, as are most things inside the classroom, it makes a world of difference when you are consistent in, managing, in mastering those transitions. So just remember that these things take time. So you can't expect the behavior to change within a day or two or three. You have to give it a minimum of two weeks before you start to see any kind of change. I want you to know that all of this, all of this information in more depth is found inside of my mentorship program, The Confident ECE. We dive into all things cl the classroom so that you can not only be an amazing teacher, but also find joy in your life outside of teaching. When your classroom is organized and feels under control, you end up having the capacity to truly live life and navigate anything that may come up every once in a while. The last step is what I call rinse and repeat. Rinse and repeat means to continue to go through these steps when a new behavior arises. And you want to make a transition, if you want to make a transition smoother, again, same thing. Organized and a managed classroom equals a great learning environment, which equals thriving students and happy teachers. So let's review. Step number one, asking for help. Step number two, be proactive instead of reactive. Step number three, master routines and transitions in the classroom. And step number four, rinse and repeat. This is the center of managing an early childhood classroom. You can find various free resources in the show notes below. And if you are interested in the Confident ECE and to see if it's a good fit, you can fill out the form below and we will schedule a free 60-minute call to see if the Confident ECE can fit your needs. As always, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you could share this episode with your teacher friends, leave a review, or just share the episode on Instagram and tag me at Shaping Little Minds Podcast, I would love to connect with you. Keep learning, growing, and becoming your best teacher self. I am so proud of you. See you next time, teachers.